Ooh, the robot. It is episode 162. It is now officially the winter of our discontent. We put a brave face on on sort of the World Series wrap-up show. Pat did. He actually, I actually, you know, I felt a little bit better when we got done with that. So you did, you did a job there. Like, good, good looking out. Yeah, did I mean did yeah, it really yeah, help? Yeah. I've been I've been reading I've been reading your tweets and they're not they're not great. You're, I they're saw you were, but you were sports you were sports dead on one. Unless I mean, yeah. using it as a bit, that's one thing. But I, I don't know. No, oh you, oh, I talked all this crap here all all week, uh, and uh, and oh you came out and crapped the bed against Baylor, and I didn't feel a thing. So jokes on all these Baylor fans that surround me. Uh, I'm not affected in any way. It's just Drayton McLean and, and Tim Papura on a leash. I know I've told this story before, but I had the opportunity uh, to to have dinner with – no, I didn't have dinner with Drayton. I had dinner with Milo Hamilton. I had the opportunity to meet Drayton McLean. And uh, I it was it was when I was up in Cooperstown. And when – like, it's, it's, a, it's pretty sweet <clears throat> being a fan of a, of a traditionally – I mean, in 2007 – the Astros were a fairly obscure team uh, as far as New York was concerned. Like they, they didn't really affect anybody. And uh, so whenever like something came in that, that was, that was Astros related, like people would get genuinely excited for me. And so I'd be like, if I got a a call from like Lenny uh, downstairs, the like, Hey, bring a camera and and some gloves, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a good afternoon. Well, uh, my boss is like, Hey, you need to come down to my office. Like real, like right now. And I'm like, crap, what did I, <laughs> what did I do? Like, I'm trying to like rack my, did I say something that was inappropriate? Um, and so I, I, I go into his office and, and Drayton McLean is there. And, and if, if I remember correctly, Drayton McLean is, is pretty tall. Like, like you would not, you would not expect him to be, I was not prepared for how tall he was. And, and, and we can look up how tall Drayton McLean, how tall Drayton McLean actually is. But um, anyway, so he's like, you know, my boss is like, this is James, you know, he, he's a lifelong Astros fan. Uh, he's from Houston, you know, so I, I just wanted you to have a chance to meet like a, like a, an Astros here on staff. And he's, you know, he did the total like grandfather, like there was, it was indistinguishable from my grandfather at that point. Cause he was like, Oh, well, James, uh, it's nice to hear that you love the Astros. Like I do. Uh, tell me James, do you, do you remember when we opened the Astrodome? <laughs> he has no idea. He has no idea what time is. And then he yeah, shoots, up, then he shoots my, him to a giant spider-like machine, like uh, what was that? What was that movie? The uh, the, uh, the Wild Wild West. He's just like he's like an old Wild Wild West villain, a steampunk yeah. spider. And then he then he yeah, 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 you yeah, and throws yeah. you in a cage with Tempura. Pretty much what what was going through his head. And I was like, uh, n- n- no, sir. Like Minute Maid Park, yes, but my dad was my dad was seven when the Astrodome opened. So so no, that's a little bit before my time. Ah, well, I'm, let's, I hope to hear you root, root, rooting for us. So like, uh, <laughs> ah, well, I'm, I drink the blood of the, of the babies. I'm an un, undead vampire. I've been alive for a thousand years. I don't know. I don't know what time it is. <laughs> he has no he, idea. Uh, he has no idea that it opened in the 60s, and you're like, it's like there's no possible <laughs> way that he's just like, he's like, I've been undead. I don't know what time it is. I live in a different dimension. I'm drinking babies. I, I don't know. <laughs> So he was like, "I hope you're going to continue being an Astros fan." And I was like, "Mr. McLean, I don't have a choice at this point. Like, I'm, 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 I'm in for a lot. It's, it's, it's over for me. Thank you." No, and that was it. That was the time I met Drake McLean. I love that's a perfect. That's a perfect amount of disconnection. And yeah, disconnection from from reality that I wanted to hear from Drayton. 
Yep. And yeah, just he stuffs a nacho back in a tempura and says, hey, be quiet, be quiet back there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's, that's, that's great. Well, that's, that's pretty good. I feel like that that would, that, that should just make us feel so much better about Jim Crane, about yeah. just his, his wherewithal, even at, at minimum base, his wherewithal. And he, he seems, Drayton was like a guy, he was like a, a sociopath, like a Ted Cruz, a politician playing a guy that can relate. But, <laughs> but like, just like, like, hey, I'm a cool guy that, that definitely can relate and is another human, but clearly is not and is a lizard. But Crane seems yeah. like he actually, from all accounts, is that is a guy that like people that work for him love him. Um, he is a maybe one of the few billionaires that seems to have remained grounded. And I, I don't know. I still don't trust it, obviously. Cause, but from all accounts, he's a good dude from and always has been and hasn't really changed in the way he does business or how he deals with people. And that's always good. That's always he good is, to, uh, to He deal is with. a war profiteer. I mean, let's, let's, let's remember he is a war profiteer, but I think if, if well, we were an in a American, position, James, he's an American. If we were in a position to profit off of war, I think we know how that call would go. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. I'd be a war criminal. <laughs> I'd have been in there. I would have been in there like Dick Cheney. What, we, what do we do next, sir? Let's, let's, let's pick another country out. Yeah, I would have been. Yeah, absolutely. So I can't, I can't get too mad at that. Can't get too mad at that at all. But uh, yeah, I mean, no, but it, no, it, you're right. Jim Crane has never lied to us. But it also like from from just hearing all the uh, accounts of of how he, uh, what kind of person he is, it makes the it makes the Lunau and Hinch firing like maybe he is a character guy, and he is like, get the fuck out of my organization. We're not doing this. And like, what what if he just what if he is good? <laughs> He's just he just he runs a tight ship, and and that Luno and Hinch were bad for business at that time. And, and he wasn't putting up with bad for business. I, I, you know, I, okay. I'm, I'm, all right. Well, yeah, well, we know one reason one guy was bad for business and bad for corporate culture. And the other guy was just a, uh, just a hindrance to the organization on the field, losing world series. <laughs> I'm this bit is not gonna, I'm not gonna get tired of this bit for a while. So, uh, but yeah, so one guy was fired because of for poor performance in a, in a, in a World Series that is deserved. And uh, anybody who stands A.J. Hinch shall, shall perish with him in hell. And by hell, I do mean Detroit. You know, I, I, I tweeted this out when, when, it, when word came down that, that Dusty <clears throat> was coming back for, for next season. And, and it's still kind of unbelievable to me that, that the Astros have been around, uh, you know, basically almost 60 years, like 20, like 1962, 2022, like, like 60 years. It's, it's kind of unbelievable to me that, that if the Astros win 92 games next year, which there's no reason to think that they won't, but if they, if they run, if they win 92 games next year, Dusty Baker will, will be 10th in all time managerial wins for the Astros. Like that's, that's nuts. That's amazing. That's, that's an, that is an amazing thing. Like, what is he right? Who's I'm trying to think who would even be in that range. Is that like the who would be in around that winningest? I'm trying to think. Is that like Art Howe? Would he be around there? Art Howe didn't come. I guess he didn't manage long enough. Or like a Terry. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think who would be around there. That's really impressive, and that shows you how good they are. That's nuts. Well, I mean, it's just it's just really strange that Dusty's been here essentially a season and a half. And, you know, because of the shortened season and then this one. And, I mean, I think I understood 
how not great the Astros were, you know, prior to to the. I mean, I, I know they had some some magical years in '81 and '86, but there was an awful lot of losing uh, between 1962 and 1997. Yeah, you know what? And, I, and this, and I'm just putting this together. Yeah, there has been, and I'm just putting this together now. And this is gonna, this will bad to just call me silver lining, Patrick. That's I got that tattooed across my abs. But for <laughs> for at least for people that are around our age, uh, 30s and uh, you know 40s and and of course older, the from the 90s through now, we truly have lived through a pretty good baseball from from good 90s teams that we've seen at least for my life from being a kid watching the Astros and going to games at the Dome till now, things have been pretty good uh, until through the, except for the rebuild, which really wasn't that bad considering what we are sitting at now. It's been overall, it was bad at the time. Actually, it's been overall great. If we're, if we're looking at a timeline of playoff baseball teams, world series wins, not great. But if you're talking about com- a competitive baseball team uh, and a consistency thing, you got to say that they've been pretty damn good from the, from the late nineties up until now. Yeah. So, so Dusty, the, the 92, the 92 wins, he would jump Preston Gomez, Grady Hatton, Brad Mills, Cecil Cooper, Harry Kraft, and Jimmy Williams. Yeah. That's what I couldn't, I couldn't come up with. uh... I'm surprised Brad Mills won 171 games. Like that's actually incredible. Really good. I miss Cecil Cooper. Should have got the job, but except we gave it to a demon that was going to ultimately later cost us something. Anyway, so there was there was some uh, there was it wasn't it wasn't straight from Mills to Hinch. No, it's Cooper. Can you name? I'm going to put you on the spot. Can you name? There are three men who managed at least twenty games for the Astros between. So it goes Brad Mills to A to B to C to AJ Hinch. I mean, so I mean it's Cecil Cooper. Cecil Cooper was before Brad Mills. Oh, he's before Brad Mills. Uh, dude, I have no idea. I was on heroin that entire time. <laughs> I, I so Mills, Mills got fired, and Tony DeFrancesco finished out the 2012 season. Don't even remember that. Okay, that's cool. Then Bo Porter. Oh, Bo Porter. That's who I was talking about. Not Cecil Cooper. I'm talking about Bo Porter, my, my man Bo okay. Porter. And then, and then Tom, Tom Lawless finished out Bo Porter's 2014 season. Yeah, AJ like Hinch that. got brought in at the beginning of 2015. Yeah, but I was talking about Bo Porter. I don't know why I said Cecil Cooper. I'm, I'm an idiot. Um, I was saying, yeah, Bo Porter should have got the job. Uh, Bo Porter shouldn't have been fired and was doing a very good job with an absolute circus of, an, uh, of a roster. So um, yeah, I would have yeah, liked yeah. him to see him get a shot, but that's that's neither here nor there. That's just me. And that's not part of the A.J. Hinch bit. I really do think uh, – A.J. Hinch was a great hire, obviously, but Bo Porter didn't deserve to get hacked like he did. He basically just sat there, and they're like, you're going to take the bullet, and uh, we don't really care, and we're not looking that's, at that's you exactly at all, right. and you were never being considered, and that's kind of messed up. But what are you going to do? That was, uh, that was the culture then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so let's let's talk some 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 current Astros things. <laughs> uh, I I have a, a theory, but but I, there was there was some there was a flash of anger when I read that Justin Berlander was sitting ninety six miles an hour a week after the World Series ended and thought, 
could have used that a few times over the previous couple of weeks. So what, what are your thoughts on, on Justin Verlander having a showcase a week after the World Series ends and, and he's hitting 96 looking great? I, uh, it's, not, I, I, it's not ideal, but... Because uh, I, I do have a theory, and I'm, I'm willing to put this theory... Forward. Yeah, I'll let you... Yeah, I don't really have anything that's, uh, that I can articulate into something, something good. I'm, I'm not... I will say this before you give your theory... I'm, 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 it is to be expected. I think Justin Verlander is going to return to the exact form he was before the injury, and I would like to see us sign him. And uh, and I think there's a chance on that. But I, I'm not mad at him doing that. That was what was best for his career, for him to get one more contract um, and, and not risk it uh, on that team. So, I, But I, let's, see, let's hear your theory, though. So my, my theory is that he definitely could have come back mm, but, mm-hmm. but, uh, and, and pitched in, in October. But by him doing so, the Astros do not get the insurance policy on, on his arm that they, that they undoubtedly took. So if he pitches one game, well, obviously he's healthy. The Astros, have, they're on the hook for the $22 million, uh, or $23 million, or uh, no, no, it's $33 million. $33 million. $33 million for, for a handful of innings in the postseason. And, and by, by not pitching, they, they get that insurance policy back. And you know, for an organization, I mean, you, you don't, you don't plan on, on McCullers being out, you know, essentially for the ALCS and the world series, you don't plan on Framber crapping the bed two games out of his last three. Um, and, and by that point it would have, it, it probably would have been too much to just rush him. But like, Oh no, we need you like tonight. Like he hadn't been in a game. He's, he's been in one game since, you know, the end of the 2019 season to have him come back in that situation, that's, that's not good. But that was total insurance policy right. Um, right. mess right there. I mean, yeah, I mean, 100%. I think that that, that kind of shows uh, – obviously, I would like the organization to do what's best for the organization in the long run and not do something rash that, that, might, not necessarily, that might not necessarily be successful. But as a competitor and somebody who is trying to – wants their team to win a World Series, if Justin fucking Verlander is available – and can give me two innings in a close series to, to help me out. I want those two innings and we'll yeah. figure out the rest later. I think that that, I mean, that's a good lead in. Cause I do, I do want to talk about the, the impending lockout a little bit. Um, yep. But so that's something that, that where you have to do workaround rules, like where they're, they're, they're wanting Justin to turn down the qualifying offer so they can get the compensatory pick, but they still do want to sign him. And then same with Correa. So it's like these, it's this stupid game that you have to play that, that you, for the rules. Cause you want, you want to get your players and get your insurance and cover your basis, but you also want to have a chance. So when you see these contracts being thrown out and, and, and fans get all mad, it's not, it's not, a, it's, it's a cat and mouse game. It's not exactly what you see. It's not exactly what you see. That's not the offer that was being thrown around for Korea isn't what the offer is. That's something that they have to do for there's a compensatory pick and he's, he is gone, but I'm saying that they're not, they are, they're going to try, they're going to try to give him money for the less years and the Yankees are going to give him the years and all the money. And that just is what it is. But that's, but people are like, that's offensive. That's not anything. That's not that number that was being reported was, is not the number. I'm sorry. It's just not. I tend to think when contract when when contract negotiations are getting leaked uh, and numbers are getting leaked, that's like one of those like sci-fi movies where you're getting a message from outer space 
and you know you're getting it like three years after the message was originally sent. Like I do believe the Astros <laughs> offered him like five one fifty or something like that, but they may have offered that back in March, and and we're just now we're just now hearing about it. Like I I have absolutely no idea what and and now I saw one that was like six years two ten. I believe that. Like I, I believe closer. that was that's accurate. closer to what we're talking about, and that's that's a reasonable contract. And, and this, and this will, and this is what will, I guess is a good lead into the, the lockout talk, because I think the, well, first off with the, with the lockout, I think to, just to ease everybody's mind, we're not, if this is not 1994, that it's going to be, it is going to be nasty. Uh, there is a going to, there is a lockout that will happen, but the 2022 schedule is not in jeopardy. They're going to play. It's just going to be, we're going to, it's going to be a little nasty and it's going to be the same thing that happens every time it's rich people fighting with super rich people. And people hate that. Um, and this time, especially because we're talking about, you know, the, the owners want, and, and I also, I'm siding with the billionaires, obviously, because I'm a front runner, but <laughs> um, that, you know, they, they want shorter contracts. They don't want these Mike Trout contracts. Um, nor do I. And I, and I think unfortunately for Astros fans, myself included, is that, that Carlos Correa is, gonna, is going to be the last player that, that gets that deal, and it's going to be with the Yankees. Um, so it's gonna, this, this is going to really affect the guys below him, the Corey Seegers, and the guys that where the lockout is going to fuck them because they're looking for their big contract, and this is when they're pushing back and saying, no, we want less years, and you're not getting the, the cush kind of stuff. And also the, the minor leaguers will continue to – be ignored by the players when it comes down to it but so but that's really what we're dealing with we're not dealing with 19 it's not 1994 and that's just so anybody who's freaking out scared about it it's going to be a rough two and a half months but it's not going to we're they're going to play in 2022 and and that's i don't think that's even in in jeopardy of not happening but you know i just i I agree with you i and i i don't i don't know an owner i don't know a billionaire uh i don't know a millionaire maybe seth Payne. seth Payne probably has has commas in his yeah, bank has, account. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's a, so Seth Payne may be the only millionaire I know. Um, I but I think that that unlike 1994, there there is too much of like the risk of not playing in in 2022 or or missing opening day. There is baseball is already fighting for attention with so many other things, and and that's just. That's just if, if they decide not to play, not, if, if they decide not to have it figured out by opening day or by spring training, then that's just holding hands and jumping off, you know, the, the, the top of the building. That, that's that's yeah. just like you are you are willfully killing your sport at that point, And for what? And so, you know, 94, I, I could be I mean, I could be wrong. I was freaking 14. Um, and I, I'm, I'm a tad older now, uh, but, and I'm, maybe I'm more aware of, of world issues, but I just, there's, there's baseball's baseball has a hard enough time attracting attention and, and to mess with your season at a time when everyone thinks, okay, yeah, it's baseball time. You know, opening day always coincides with, with the March Madness national championship. And, but by that point, you've got the end of the NBA season, you've got coming up on the end of the NHL season. Like if, if you just punt, on on your season to get an extra percentage point that the, 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 then then you you get whatever's coming to you then you, then yeah baseball deserves to die like that because you're just 
that's just greed over over absolutely everything. Yeah, I mean, no, that's, yeah. that's kind of, I don't know why I'm getting feedback on the speaker. That's not great. But um, hopefully it will be in the recording because nothing's ever worked for us ever. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, the, I mean, that's, the, that's kind of my main thing with it is that they, they literally can't, uh, with the, the climate of culture, just seeing, seeing how just putting Black Lives Matter on a, painted on a basketball court affected the NBA. Something like where people are getting mad or getting mad about the national anthem. And I'm not trying to bring race into that. I'm just using it as an example that th this is not the time to uh, the sports already towing a line without any of what's going on in the culture or how we are as a society. So we don't have any time for, for rich people doing that thing. We just don't. Um, yep. It's, I love baseball, but it's just, sorry, you're, you're not cool. You are not cool enough. Right. I'll defend you because I'm a baseball nerd, but I, I, but I am admitting we are all nerd. If you, we like baseball, we are nerds. Yeah. No, uh, we're not the cool kids. We're not cool. Yeah. And I'm perfectly okay with that. That's fine. But so yeah, they can, they, they, they can't do it. So that's something to take solace in because yeah. So really it's gonna, it's gonna end up being the minor. Well, uh, well, depending on how it's, it's, bargain maybe they can cooler heads will prevail and um but it's yeah like i said before it's gonna be punishing guys that are looking for that contract that are very good to great you know like a cory seager i started to keep bringing up him every time i hear cory seager's name it makes me think that he's definitely had an instagram post where he's said tops off for jeep week <laughs> and he's shoot, shooting a video and guess who's in the front seat it's brandon backy and brandon backy's got a gopro and he's doing the he's doing the devil horns with the, the tongue and they're just they're doing donuts in the sand spraying sand all over a family <laughs> all over a family just trying to enjoy their day brandon backy's just like deal with it and he's trying to trying to facetime john rocker and they're just sitting there blaring sublime <laughs> anyway so yeah, the top off for Jeep Week. That Corey Seager and Brandy Backy are in a in a Jeep on Crystal Beach, just doing donuts, ruining people's beach vacations. Oh my god! Blaring blaring three eleven and Sublime. So that's that's just a little little fun fact. I, li I like how how in this scenario, like Brandon Backy summoned Corey Seager to Tiki Island or or to Crystal Beach, and yeah. and it's not the other way around. Like Corey Seager wasn't like Backy, my 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 dude. Come on, come on out to. To Malibu, no, it, no, no. it has to be. A, it has to be. You can't a drive a beach. jeep on a beach in Malibu. You have to come to hillbilly country. You have to come to his his hideout. The it that is still inside of Magic Island, the putt putt golf course. Yeah, <laughs> Jackie Dawson still. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's, he's built it out. It's nice once you get inside, but you do have to walk inside the clown or windmill to get inside of the clown's mouth. Get, <laughs> Jackie is like surfing on the sand, being pulled by the jeep. Like it's it, and it's a terrible idea, but but everyone's going with it. Yeah, and Brandon Backy's just just looking at the kid, that Sandcastle. She's crying about just be like dreams don't come true, and he's just doing the <laughs> doing the devil horns and doing the the tongue flick and just like just absolutely absolutely wilding out. Don't crack this Santeria. I ain't got no crystal ball. I had a bunch of heroin, but I I did it all. All right, they do, that's heroin music. That's the joke there. Anyway. Yep. 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 Yeah, fun uh, so little fun little fun little act out for the a, a very sad time in the collective bargaining. I mean, I, 
it's going to be funny because they, everybody talks all that shit for the for the minor leaguers. They all go through it. There's been some steps forward. The Astros being at the front of yep. taking care of their minor leaguers. But I think off the top of and this is off the top of my head, which means it it is probably wrong. But the only time I can think of a pro baseball player doing anything remotely of value to the minors is David. I think David Price donated some of his salary to some minor leaguers, if I'm not mistaken. But, but other than bringing food on a rehab, getting the major league buffet layout on a rehab assignment in a, in a minor yeah. league team, they don't really do shit. Maybe they'll come in and throw some throwaway gear for them. It's stuff like that, but nothing that's really taken care of these guys. And that's a big part of this CBA. So, I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going to be tough because the, the players have so much more to lose on this one, I think, than the, than the, than the owners do. And it's, it's tough because they obviously you're always going to want to, you want more, you're more money. You're not going to take less. I understand that. But optics are so important on this. And I think that's something that can't be, you, you have to weigh out your optics on how it looks. And, and it might be better overall to maybe take a deal that you might be less on paper otherwise, but that looks good otherwise, or how you look good, maybe how this is all debated out might or mitigated or whatever the word, proper word is maybe that is more important in this than the actual deal that comes out of it but i it's going to be a bloodbath obviously but uh, I, yeah i don't know man i mean if if you think is, is is there a group of 30 people that are in complete control of their sport who would intentionally just hold hold each other's heads under the water just to prove a point it's probably major league baseball owners and, oh, yeah. and yeah. you've got, you've got the, you've got the angels who, who are stacking <laughs> like, like 12 guys to a studio apartment, you know, in, in Orem, Utah, um, <laughs> that are, you know, that, and, and so for every, like, and, and I have zero issue with, with college athletes getting paid, uh, for, right. for, their, for their likeness, for, for endorsements, absolutely none whatsoever but but when you can make more as a college football player than you can as like a a triple a baseball player who got drafted three years ago that that's a problem and and it's just a fundamental issue with with baseball structure but baseball's financial structure has always been to benefit the owner and and not and not the it's 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 team management and not team labor yeah, but see, I, I mean, uh, yeah, you're 100% right. And, and I think that, that when you really break it down and you get into the books, these, the, the, there's, there is money there for some sort of pay structure. So I don't know that, that – and we're not talking about giving six figures to, to minor leaguers, but something – but, I mean, a, the money is there to, to spread the wealth, for a lack of a better term, uh, trickle down whatever stupid reaganomics or whatever we're talking doesn't about work. trickle down economics yeah, doesn't, yeah work. doesn't work I, yeah well then we'll get to do the joseph we'll do the stalin let's, let's just give everybody everything equally um but there i mean the money is there to just i don't know i just maybe maybe not have your future investment that is worth millions of dollars live in squalor and just pray nothing happens maybe maybe try avoiding that I guess they're doing that somewhat. I think they made the with the requirements for they get their own yep. apartment. Oh, cool, sick, sick. They don't have to live eight to a one bedroom in a in a motel next to a pimp. 
where it's just, I mean, just eat, literally like the, some of the stories, like, and, and like, it's not hyperbole. Like, they're just like, no, we had, there was like very little like per diem where they were like stretching out, eating, eating, having to eat Little Caesars pizzas all week. And that's all they could eat because there's no money for food. Literally living uh, poorer than college students. Like yeah. not eating and eating terrible, and then having all these other requirements that the that the league and the team does, for I mean it's, it's nuts. Yeah, it's absolutely nuts. So, yeah, that's got that's got to be uh, that's got to be fixed. But that being said, give uh, Carlos Correa, Justin Verlander, whatever they want, and give me four more World Series, and then we'll call it even. We'll yeah, it no, even. that's fair. That for for psychological damages. Uh, the. I wonder if if the looming lockout and I there's a it's a day in December and I can't remember what the day is December where 4th. like the if they, December fourth the day that will live in infamy. I, I think you're right. The so it basically you're looking at like if if you want to guarantee your contract, it's got to be in the next three weeks. And so you've already seen a, a couple of a couple of players like go ahead and take the deal because at least you know you've got something guaranteed. I wonder if if the if if James Click who granted is, is obviously smarter than the rest of us. Um, but he also started writing for baseball perspectives. Like that's how he got involved in baseball. Yeah. You, like, got, you, you, got, you do have to respect it. And also, and I, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but um, no, I do think, I do think it's, it's fair to, I mean, I think it's unfair for us to, to kind of punish him for how he operated under the tight constraints of Tampa Bay and, and what budget they were dealing with. I don't think that we, I think that we kind of extrapolate, look, a nice word, Patrick, excellent word. Everybody's like celebrating here. Thank you. Yes. Extrapolate what he did for, in Tampa over here. He's got a different, this is, this is a high payroll team. This is a top payroll team. And I, I think that we just have middle market mindset and that we're all yep. just kind of like, uh, we have PTSD from those teams that weren't, weren't buying Jim Crane has the money, is willing to spend, has never said otherwise. So click isn't operating. We're not, we're not Tampa Bay central. Um, so I think that, I think that that's kind of where some of the freaking out and the, Oh, everybody's gone. Free agent. I mean, I, I think Carlos is going to be a Yankee, but it's not going to be because we couldn't pay him. I think that that was a, kind of a far gone, far gone conclusion, a, a lifestyle type thing. But Verlander, something to see. I, I don't know, and, and we don't know who they're going to sign. They're going to they're going to spend money. I don't. Well, the window is open. I don't think. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I just don't ascribe to even losing both of those players and like, oh no, we're we're dead meat. I, I let Miss Diaz can play shortstop and stopgap for Jeremy Pena, and I'm I'm cool with that. But I don't even think that that's the case. I mean, uh, we're still very good. The window is very much open if nothing happens. So I, I just. Sorry, I went on a diatribe there, but uh, no, yeah. you're good. And I think it's it's interesting for Verlander because you don't know what the economic structure is going to look like on the other side of of the CBA, and and I think the deadline to accept the qualifying offer is Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not, I think that it's something like that. It's something like that. So so either the Astros or or you know so. If Verlander wants to know for sure he's going to get $18 million next year, then, then he takes the qualifying offer and he stays another year in Houston. And, and that's that. And, and if he doesn't, then, I mean, and obviously Justin Verlander doesn't need the money. Like it's not, the college is set up for, 
for generations. Like it's like they're good. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're solid. But if you want the peace of mind of of knowing like, okay, this is where I'm going to play. When we start playing again, this is where I'm going to be. This is how much money I'm making. Then then you take and and maybe a, you know maybe one year 18 million coming off of Tommy John surgery is is a from Verlander standpoint that's a pretty damn good deal. And yeah. so you, you just go ahead and you go ahead and take that and you you give yourself the year and you look for maybe your your last one your two or three years your farewell tour uh some you know back in Detroit you know I can't imagine Verlander going anywhere else. I I don't it's either right. Detroit yeah. or Houston. And yeah, I would, no. I would imagine. Yeah, no, no, I completely agree. So, uh, so with the uh, with the qualifying offer, that that ju- that just locks in that rate at a, at a one year deal. Is that like is that kind of the same thing as an ar- the arbitration, where it's yeah, like on yeah. a one year deal? So then, so th- that might be. Well, that's what I mean. I, I've read, I've been reading a bunch up on on Verlander and and what I said about the Astros not wanting him to accept that qualifying offer. I don't think that's necessarily true. I, I think that if if he was an automatic – I see the reason I think he's not going to take it because if if he was going to take it or considered it, I think that there's a chance he pitches in the postseason knowing that he's going to take that offer because he's staying here, and that kind of locks in the thing. But if he's letting it pl- – I mean, obviously you want to let it play out. But I, I so I, I, I don't know. That's tough, but it doesn't. It's not. It wouldn't be foolish on on Verlander's part to to take that, even though we know that he's we know he's the truth. If he's already throwing ninety five miles an hour without having his spring training and having his work up like he does, then we already know he's the goat. We already know he's coming back strong, and wherever he's pitching, he's gonna be number one, and he's gonna dominate like he always does. So, um, but that, but guaranteed eighteen. I don't know who. There are too many retarded. Sorry, there's too many retarded teams <laughs> that um, that will throw money at them. So I don't know. And this is I'm people. I mean, we don't we don't get many listeners from other fan bases. Um, sometimes we'll get it from if we're playing a big series and we'll have some crossover stuff, and that's fun. But uh, and so I don't want to be. I, I'm pretty harsh on Detroit. Not not as bad as I am on on Cleveland, but Detroit's never had rivers on fire. So you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Detroit's never had a racist logo. They they just had a nice animal, you know, a, a nice animal that only mauled people that's deserved it. So, yeah. um, but Detroit, like I don't, I, that's a beautiful story. But Detroit is a place that you sign the one day contract to put the hat on to retire. It's not, I, I, they're, again, they're rebuilding and yes, they want to spend money, but you, again, you have to go to Detroit for the last years of your contract. So if you're Carlos Correa or you're Justin Verlander, whether you spend, I'm, I'm sure he loves it. He's fond of it. He had some good times there. Some, he had some okay times there. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're, why would, and, and, and this is where my, I don't know if, I don't know if it's hometown bias or it's, just clear, rational thinking. But why would you leave a contender with your whole roster coming back all in the prime of their years to go somewhere, to go to fucking Anaheim, to, to, to go to, I mean, yes, the New York Yankees, obviously, but but Detroit, just because they have money, like I don't like how people throw teams like that up at the top of the list. I'm sorry, A.J. Hinch and a uh, a long contract which is a death sentence in Detroit is not something that I'm looking at like hooray about <laughs> yeah 
uh, if you're if you're doing a comparative analysis between the the Houston Astros coming out coming off all of these World Series and ALCSs and uh, young guys still coming up, guys still coming into their form, Kyle Tucker coming into and Jordan Alvarez coming into their own, and then you've got you've got the the series and the uh, these these uh, you've got fringe guys that are that are on the verge of being good, and then you've got the Jeremy Pena's and you've got the you've got you still and then you have you have a rotation right now without Verlander of young guys that have already have experience and are going to have one year under their belt. You've got a you've got a super team coming back, not doing anything right now, and they are they are going to do stuff to bolster this this roster. So I, I just I don't if if you don't want to live here and you're and Daniela wants a brownstone and she wants a, a skyline and she, yeah and she wants to you know. Go to the – oh, I'm not going to make that joke. Oh, I almost made a very racist joke that wasn't really <laughs> – and it had nothing to do with the Puerto Rican Day Parade. It definitely did not have anything to do with that parade. <laughs> um, no. I, I, yeah, so I, I just don't understand why you're going – If it's, it's New York, it's Los Angeles, or you stay here if you're trying to win championships and still get paid. And I won't yeah. be told otherwise. I, I just I – don't, I don't understand it. So I don't know. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's, that's exactly right. If you are, cause I mean, it's, it's not Chicago. Like Chicago doesn't have the, the cachet of, of New York, Los Angeles. And you're like, Korea like, is not going to Miami. That would, I mean, that would, that, I'm trying to think of like logical sort of fashion entertainment destinations where, where Korea and Daniela would, would thrive. Like there's, it's, you're exactly right. It's New York, Los Angeles. They're not. They're not gonna. If if the if the Astros are offering six two ten and Minnesota is offering seven two forty, you're you're not going to Minnesota. Like you're the, no. the, that you're not gonna do that. So <clears throat> even though the math seven two forty five, whatever the math is, but yeah. I, I, you're you're exactly. But but also like you can't tell me that Carlos Correa. He's played that he's played in three of the last five World Series, been the ALCS since 2017. He's not going to a team where 70 wins is seen as a success. That's that's what well, that's what I've been. Ta- I mean, that's what I've been saying to everybody that that I've gotten a, a, in a conversation with, and everybody seems to do, have a different opinion about it. And that's fine. That's fun for conjecture to talk about. But yeah, that's what I'm saying when people are talking about uh, he's going to see him in Detroit or whatever. I'm like, no. Why, I mean, why would you? And and, and again, and I'm. I'm probably being ignorant by speaking out so confidently about something that I know nothing about, but I'm not, I mean, just to put myself in the situation, I'm not going to Detroit on a rebuild team after playing, being in the spotlight and coming up with these guys who are my best friends and the team that I've played with and where I'm comfortable. Uh, I'm I'm not, unless it, 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 and this is just, and this is just for Correa. It's a, it's a lifestyle thing, and and, and Verlander and and he's also one that I could see that that's uh they're they're L.A. New York people as well, the Verlander. Oh, yeah. So like that's something that, that that's coming into play for them. But I, it, yeah, I don't. I, that's all. That's all it is. So you throw all these teams out. The the Angels are in play because they'll they'll give money to a ghost. They'll overpay for it. <laughs> they'll overpay for a, a dead guy that's that's been. Re- revived through necromancy magic um <laughs> so we know we know that but that's still i mean that's still the 
the angels the angels are one i need to watch but people were throwing the, the rangers into it just because they, everybody's rich everybody can sign every team can sign somebody so i don't want to i think who the team is play, comes way it has to come into it i don't know I, I i don't know i think we just get caught up in who has money to spend and what's coming off the books but no if, if somebody wants to sign somebody all of these owners are super rich and they can so every team is in play even though we know they're not every team is in play so really it comes down to new york or houston and 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 korea i i, I don't know i mean i I would say it's 80-20 Yankees, and, and it's after the bio change in, on Twitter today, that I, may, maybe 85. Wait, what? Oh, he just changed his bio from Astro shortstop to uh, shortstop from where he's from in Puerto Rico. But a notable, oh. a notable change with the deadline for the contract coming up. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked to see a, uh, you know, the, the 30-year, $700 trillion deal that's coming with, from the Yankees, whatever they're going to give him. Um, yeah, and if so the, that, it if is something to make note, but I, I mean, it's something every player does. Every free agent, they're young and they're like, I'm not with the Astros anymore. They're looking at their Twitter. I don't know if we, but it is something to make note of that he did change to, uh, to have just to, to be a, a generic bio. He's still got the Astros picture, still has the, the, uh, you know, the picture of him doing the basketball shot after the walk off. So, I mean, it's not, it's just something to uh, the Yankees fans were definitely quick to uh, celebrate. Oh, you know? premature celebration for sure. Yankees fans. I don't think they're wrong. I mean, I don't think they're wrong on that, but um, I don't think the Astros are out of it. And I don't think that, uh, so yeah, it just comes down to what, what he and Daniela want. And I, I don't think, I don't want to play down. I mean, th this is a great city to live in. A lot of athletes that came here as free agents that this then played here stayed here. Um, anybody that is from here that moves somewhere else ends up coming back. So I mean, it's not crazy for him to be like, "Well, I'm just going to stay here and try. Let's win three more World Series here. I'm going to get paid." That's not. That's it's definitely in the. It's we are in the discussion. I I, I can't stress that enough. So I, although I don't personally think that it. That he, I think he wants something else, and that's that New York thing, and and that, and we've always said that. Haven't you and I always said that he was going to be a New York Yankee, even joking about it? But we just said that that was just what it was. He's from Puerto Rico, where the Yankees are worshipped. Um, that it's just, it, I, I think that that might be a might have be, been a goal of his. He loves New York. He's always there. He was just taking yeah. pictures there. Uh, I mean, I, I think that, and that that's not a slight on Houston. I think that's just what it is. I, I freaking love New York. Like, I mean, like it, it's, it's, there's no reason. I mean, it's just the, the, they're just full of Yankees fans or Mets fans. Like that's, that's the only problem with, with New York. Like it's, it's a wonderful city and, and I would move there in a heartbeat, especially if you give me $300 million to move there. Like it's, there's. It's, play those pinstripes. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, they're fun to hate. Yankees fans are fun to hate, but the New York Yankees are iconic. And if I'm a player yeah. and, 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 we, and I've said this before, I'm if that's an option and that's the best conch, that's the best deal. And I'm playing on a team that is going to contend for a world series every year. They're not going to win it. They're going to fall right. short. We know they're going to fall short, but they're going to be in it. That's, I mean, that's definitely the move. If that's something that's, that's one of your goals. Um, I think the fact that it's probably Houston or New York is a testament to what 
they've built here in yeah. terms of culture that's, that's and a really quality of team. Like, to, like the, yeah, you, and you kind of alluded to it earlier when they threw the when they threw the no hitter at Yankee Stadium. No, yeah, it was a big deal here, and it was on ESPN and all this stuff. But people could care couldn't care less about it. We were yeah. no, we weren't, we weren't relevant. Yankee fans, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't even a thing. And like, it's a different, the culture from then till now, it's a fucking, it's a different thing. It's a, and now, yeah, the, the team's so good that it can't be, like, you can't just, yeah, it's not a foregone conclusion that they're, that they're going away. We're, we're, we're now a landing destination. Whether we keep that yeah. particular player, we're now a place that people like, if you want to come win a World Series or, or play for one, Come on down to Houston and uh, sweat all year long, and maybe have your house <laughs> flooded. And there's a lot, of, a lot of terrible things, but it is also very good as well. So I don't know. It's a, it's a Houston is a wonderful city. Um, and and you know what? If the if the Orioles come in and they give Korea fifteen years, seven hundred and fifty million dollars, and he takes that, I'm like, yeah, I, heck, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, all right. Well, I get it. Um, I, I whatever. Well, yeah, we. Well, yeah, I. I mean, I'll never be mad. At, at a deal like that where it's uh, so many more millions of dollars that I, I'm never mad at anybody getting the most money that they can. But I think, so maybe I'm playing kind of my, my mentality into it. And, and, and my, and i and I say my mentality as somebody who does not have that option at hand. So I'm, I'm probably romanticizing how I would think about it. But I, I would think that at certain amount of million dollars where I'm rich no matter what and I'm playing a competitive sport, the way I am competing, I, I want to win. So I'm going to be yeah. rich no matter what. And if we're talking $20 million for me having a chance to win a World Series or me living in Baltimore, I'm going for a <laughs> World Series. It's not even, it's not even a question. There's not, it's not, it's not, I would eliminate all teams where I have no chance or, or less of a chance off the rip I would I would eliminate them at least now and that's and that's not with a deal on the table that's saying hey you can you can come up to Seattle and definitely never go to the playoffs but uh here's an extra 150 million dollars so your your grandkids grandkids can uh set up a business to take care of their I mean yeah so that's something that I'm not mad anybody considers fits in front of me I'm like well Seattle I I love that I love that them throwing fishes around the market and I do know Seattle's that the world world, fish, fish is fish. I said fish is on purpose, just for anybody that's judging me. <laughs> I, I, I did get to spend like a month in Seattle during college. And that's when I realized two things. One, Seattle's a really freaking cool town. Yeah. Uh, and also seasonal depression is very real because I was up there <laughs> in December and, and I, could, I could barely get out of bed in the mornings. Like it was just always yeah. free and raining. So, yeah. No, I mean, you do what you do, and ultimately, like, we've known, you know, we sort of knew that, and if they re-sign, if they're able to re-sign Korea, then, then God bless them, but anyone who's been paying attention knows, like, he, he's, been, he's been ready for free agency for a while, Yeah, and, and he's going to, he, and of course he's going to go to New York and take pictures, because the Yankees are, are flirting with him. And I'm happily married to my wife, but I, it's kind of fun when someone comes up and flirts a little bit. Like that's that that's fun, you know. It's you get sort of. And, and I've not been out to dinner with anybody, uh, but well, but when the Yankees come calling, let's dive into this a little bit. Let's dive into this. Have you been out? Have no, there's nothing. There is absolutely nothing to dive into. 
another no. uh, another uh, but hot if teacher like, that, another hot teacher that just she just thinks you're great. There's nothing going on there, but she just wants to, she just wants to take you out to dinner. There, it's nothing. It's not. She and yeah, of course she's a smoke show and super hot. But yeah, you're not. It's it's, it's just it's just a platonic it's relationship. It's, okay, but yeah, you know, that's the New York. It's Yankees. just flattering. It, if the New York Yankees sent me an email from their like, or even like tweeted me from their official Twitter account, who is it's really just a 22 year old black college student that's cool that's running their social media account. But I would be like, what, what do you want me to do? I would do anything and I'd get giddy. If right now, if the New York Yankees were like, tweeted me, I'd be like, screenshot and send it to everybody. So like, yeah, the New York Yankees want you to play for them. You're gonna be excited about it because New York does rule and you're gonna take pictures yeah. and, you're, and you're gonna go see Phantom of the Opera or something or whatever, I don't know. The Book uh, of Mormon. The, the, the Yankees have a, they have an education department and and where they they're involved in like schools in 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 new york city in the you know whatever you call it um and and they they wanted to start like a video conferencing program and that's kind of what i did at the at the hall of fame and and so like i had a video conference meeting with the guy from the new york yankees to like be like hey here's what's up you know this is what you have to keep in mind uh this is what you need to know this is what works for us this is what didn't work for us and it was like it was like an hour. It was cool. Dude's name was Tony. Uh, I I remember this very very specifically. And and like I got a Christmas card from the Yankees in like 2007, and I still freaking have the Christmas card. Like I mean, they, I know it was like Tony that sent sent it to my work address because he didn't know where I lived. Um, but it's it's still it's still freaking cool. And you can't hate Carlos Correa for for being willing to get wined and dined by and and. 63 uh by, <laughs> nice. by the new york yankees nice yeah yeah i don't i and and i and i think i've come to i've kind of come to grips with it um i i think carlos correa has do you think and and, and we can we can kind of wrap up after this uh, do you think carlos correa has done enough to where he is an astro forever to where like he may go play this. Th I mean, he might he may end up winning five. He might go to the Yankees and win four MVPs and and this. But do you think that it's where like but or it's like a Justin Verlander situation, where um where like Carlos Correa is an Astro. He's always going to be an Astro for me. We're all, I'm always going to love him. I think he's always going to be beloved here. That I'm not mad no matter what he does. Um, even if he signs with the Rangers, I'm not I'm not mad. I've been mean, I'm going to call him retarded on the podcast every week. But I'm not gonna be mad at him. Do you think? Do you think he's? I mean, he's definitely done enough to be an Astro for life. I think the way, first of all, how he's how he performed in the 2020 postseason, where he's just hitting basically it's a guaranteed home run a game. Right. Uh, how he put sort of put the team when when Bregman and Altuve didn't were were not comfortable talking about you know what happened with the fallout, and he was willing to stand up there in front of the cameras with with. I mean, I was I, the the last Astros win I saw in person was Carlos Correa's home debut. Nice. Um, he he has done he he's done enough. Uh, he he is an Astro, and if he signs somewhere else, I'm not going to be mad at him. I'm going to be mad at the Astros. That that's the level that's yeah. the level that that he's achieved, and that's the level that he's earned. And yeah. you know, God bless him. I I I hope he resigns. If he doesn't. I hope he has a, a very wonderful career. 
Uh, and if he signs with an AL team, I hope the ALCS streak continues and, and the Astros continue going to the World Series. But I'm, I'm never going to hate Carlos Correa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it will be very – it'll be very upsetting to see him in the pinstripes. And he'll, he's already he's, – he's such a, a – a, he's, a, he's a man standing next to him. That dude, he's just a, such stature. To see him in those pinstripes, he'll look, he'll look six seven. He'll be like the size of Xerxes in the movie 300. <laughs> just like seven foot eight, just just an absolute beast. But uh, I, I do think I, I just what I, I, this is. I just thought of this that I thought was real funny. I don't know if it was Cologne or whoever whoever said something on the White Sox about the was some of the cheating thing in the postseason. But they were talking to Correa, and he did a callback, and he said, "If you don't know what you were talking about," and he looked in the camera and he goes, "You know what you can do." Because he said that you can shut the fuck up the first time. He had a callback to that. It was like he was like a wrestler, and I was just like, "Dude, you're the fucking man." Yeah, he's like, yeah. he's like, if you don't know what you're talking about, he looks in. You know what you can do. It's like, oh shit, like yes, I do. He can shut the fuck up. I know that you. That's what yeah. you meant. It's like that's a sick. That's a sick. <laughs> like he became. We're talking about a guy that we're like, does he have the? Does he have the? Does he want to play? Does he want to play baseball? He's always he's getting hurt on the airplane, and to to a guy that's like. Rick Flair looking into the camera, making I breaking the fourth wall, calling people pussies <laughs> and stuff, doing MMA like like he but he really stepped up on the field and off, and I, I can't say enough. So shout out to Carlos Correa, dude, he's the man. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully it's not. And if he does go to the Yankees, I do hope that I, I don't wish injury on him, but I do hope that he watches the Astros celebrate a world series and all his friends on the field. Uh, And that's something that it's not, it's not like, I'm not, it's not bad karma to say I'm not rooting against him, but I hope that he sees that like sees all his friends win a world series or celebrate a pennant while uh, at Yankee stadium and watch all his boys celebrate again and just what and have, and have a little bit of FOMO. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be nice. But that being said, please stay here. And uh, I didn't say anything mean. Yep. I definitely didn't bring up the Puerto Rican day parade. Tops off for Jeep Week. Top tops off for Jeep Week. Brandon Backey. Hell yeah. <laughs> Corey Seager. I'll take Corey Seager. If you want to come here, if Carlos Carrera leaves, I'll take Corey Seager in a second. Anyway. All right. So that's, yeah. that's the episode. Uh, yeah, this is fun. We'll, we'll keep talking about this. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see, we'll, we'll see you guys. Thanks for tuning in on, on the Twitter live thing. I'm sure the audio was awful. Uh, that's about it, man. It's, uh, I'll see you next week, bro. Yeah, sounds good.